0: Section 10 of The Book of the Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 9. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Book of the Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 9, by Anonymous. Translated, by Richard Francis Burton. Night nine hundred and seven. When it was the nine hundred and seventh night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious King, that when the sixth Wazir said, It behoveth not a man to ask of his lord aught whereof he ignoreth the issue, for that haply the hurt of that thing may be nearer than its gain, his destruction may be in that he seeketh, and there may befall him what befell the serpent-charmer, his children, his wife, and his household. The king asked, What was that? And the wazir answered, Hear, O king, the tale of the serpent-charmer and his wife. There was once a man, a serpent-charmer, who used to train serpents, And this was his trade, and he had a great basket wherein were three snakes, but the people of his house knew this not. Every day he used to go round with this pannier around the town gaining his living and that of his family by showing the snakes, and at eventide he returned to his house and clapped them back into the pannier privily. This lasted a long while, but it chanced one day when he came home, as was his wont, his wife asked him, saying, What is in this pannier? and he replied, What wouldst thou with it? is not provision plentiful with you? Be thou content with that which Allah hath allotted to thee and ask not of aught else. With this the woman held her peace, but she said in herself, There is no help but that I search this basket, and know what is in there so she egged on her children and enjoined them to ask him of the pannier and importune him with their questions till he should tell them what was therein they presently concluded that it contained something to eat and sought every day of their father that he should show them what was therein and he still put them off with pleasant pretences and forbade them from asking this on such wise they abode awhile the wife and mother still persisting in her quest till they agreed with her that they would neither eat meat nor drain drink with their father till he granted them their prayer and opened the basket to them one night behold the serpent charmer came home with a great plenty of meat and drink and took his seat calling them to eat with him but they refused his company and showed him anger whereupon he began to coax them with fair words saying look ye tell me what you would have that i may bring it to you be it meat or drink or raiment answered they o oh, our father we want nothing of thee but that thou open this pannier that we may see what is therein else we will slay ourselves he rejoined, "'O my children, "'there is nothing good for you therein, "'and indeed the opening of it "'will be harmful to you.' "'Hereat they redoubled in rage "'for all he could say, "'which, when he saw, "'he began to scold them "'and threaten them with beating. "'Except they returned from such condition. "'But they only increased in anger "'and persistence in asking, "'till at last he waxed wroth And took a staff to beat them and they fled from before him within the house now the basket was present and the serpent charmer had not hidden it anywhere so his wife left him occupied with the children and opened the pannier in haste that she might see what was therein thereupon behold the serpents came out and first struck their fangs into her and killed her then they hied round the house and slew all, great and small, who were therein, except the serpent charmer, who left the place, and went his way. "'If then, O auspicious king,' continued the wazir, "'thou consider this, thou wilt be convinced that it is not a man to desire aught, save that which God the Great refuseth not to him. Nay, he should be content with what he willeth. "'And thou, O king,' for the overflowing of thy wisdom, and the excellence of thine understanding, Allah hath cooled thine eyes with the advent of this, thy son, after despair, and hath comforted thy heart. Wherefore we pray the Almighty to make him of the just successors acceptable to himself, and to his subjects. Then rose the seventh wazir, and said, O King, i know and certify all that my brethren these ministers wise and learned have said in thy presence praising thy justice and the goodness of thy policy and proving how thou art distinguished in this from all kings other than thyself wherefore they gave thee the preference over them indeed this be of that which is incumbent on us o king and i say praised be allah in that he hath girdened thee with his gifts and vouchsafed thee of his mercy the welfare of the realm and hath succoured thee and ourselves on condition that we increase in gratitude to him and all this no otherwise than by thine existence what while thou remainest among us we fear not oppression neither dread and right nor can any take long-handed advantage of our weakness. And indeed, it is said, the greatest good of a people is a just king, and their greatest ill an unjust king. And again, better dwell with rending lions than with a tyrannous sultan. So praised be Almighty Allah with eternal praise, for that he hath blessed us with thy life, and vouchsafed thee, blessed child whereas thou wast stricken in years and hadst despair of issue for the goodliest of the gifts in this world is a virtuous sire and it is said whoso hath no progeny his life is without result and he leaveth no memory as for thee because of the righteousness of thy justice and thy pious reliance on allah the most high thou hast been vouchsafed this happy son Yea, this blessed child cometh as a gift from the Most High Lord to us, and to thee, for the excellence of thy governance, and the goodliness of thy long-sufferance. And in this thou hast fared, even as fared the spider and the wind. Asked the king, And what is the story of the spider and the wind? And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased to say, her permitted say. End of Night 907 Night 908 When it was the 908th night, she continued, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that when the king asked, And what is the story of the twain, the wazir answered, Give ear, O king, to the tale of the spider and the wind. A spider once attached herself to a high gate and retired and span her web there and dwelt therein in peace, giving thanks to the Almighty who had made this dwelling-place easy to her and had set her in safety from noxious reptiles. On this wise she abode a long while, giving thanks to Allah for her ease and regular supply of daily bread, till her Creator bethought him to try her and make essay of her gratitude and patience. So he sent upon her a strong east wind, which carried her away, web and all, and cast her into the main. The waves washed her ashore, and she thanked the Lord for her safety, and began to upbraid the wind, saying, O wind, why hast thou dealt thus with me, and what good hast thou gotten by bearing me hither from my abiding-place, where indeed I was in safety? secure in my home on the top of that gate replied the wind saying o spider hast thou not learnt that this world is a house of calamities and say me who can boast of lasting happiness that such portion shall be thine wottest thou not that allah tempteth his creatures in order to learn by trial what may be their powers of patience how then Doth it beset thee to upbraid me, thou who hast been saved by me, from the vasty deep? "'Thy words are true, O wind,' replied the spider, "'yet not the less do I desire to escape from this stranger land, into which thy violence hath cast me.' The wind rejoined, "'Cease thy blaming, for right soon I will bear thee back, and replace thee in thy place.' As thou wast aforetime. So the spider waited patiently till the northeast wind left blowing, and there arose a south west wind which gently caught her up, and flew with her towards her dwelling place. And when she came to her abode she knew it and clung to it. And we, continued the wazir, beseech Allah, who hath rewarded the king for his singleness at heart, and patience, and hath taken pity on his subjects, and blessed them with his favour, and hath vouchsafed the king, this son, in his old age, after he had despaired of issue, and removed him not from the world, till he had blessed him with coolth of eyes, and bestowed on him what he hath bestowed of kingship and empire, to vouchsafe unto thy son that which he hath vouchsafed unto thee, of dominion and sultanship and glory. Amen. Then said the king, Praised be Allah over all praise and thanks be to him over all thanks. There is no God but he, the creator of all things, by the light of whose signs we know the glory of his greatness and who giveth kingship and command over his own country to whom he willeth of his servants he chooseth of them whomso he please to make him his viceroy and vice-regent over his creatures and commandeth him to just and equitable dealing with them and the maintenance of religious laws and practices and right conduct and constancy in ordering their affairs to that which is most acceptable to him and most grateful to them whoso doth thus and obeyeth the commandment of his lord his desire attaineth and the orders of his God maintaineth. So providence preserveth him from the perils of the present world, and maketh ample his recompense in the future world, for indeed he neglecteth not the reward of the righteous. And whoso doth otherwise than as Allah biddeth him, sinneth mortal sin, and disobeyeth his Lord, preferring his mundane to his supramundane weal. He hath no trace in this world, and in the next no portion, for Allah spareth not the unjust and the mischievous, nor doth he neglect any of his servants. These, our wazirs, have set forth how, by reason of our just dealing with them, and our wise governance of affairs, Allah hath vouchsafed us and them his grace, for which it behoveth us to thank him because of the great abundance of his mercies. Each of them hath also spoken that wherewith the Almighty inspired him concerning this matter, and they have vied one with another in rendering thanks to the Most High Lord, and praising him for his favours and bounties. I also render thanks to Allah, for that I am but a slave commanded, my heart is in his hand, and my tongue in his subjection. Accepting that which he adjudgeth to me and to them come what may thereof each one of them hath said what passed through his mind on the subject of this boy and hath set forth that which was the renewal of divine favour to us after my years had reached the term when confidence faileth and despair assaileth so praised be allah who hath saved us from disappointment, and from the alternation of rulers, like to the alternation of night and day. For verily this was a great boon both to them and to us. Wherefore we praise Almighty Allah, who hath given a ready answer to our prayer, and hath blessed us with this boy, and set him in high place as to the inheritor of the kingship. And we entreat him of his bounty and clemency, to make him happy in his actions, prone to pious works, so that he may become a king and a sultan, governing his people with justice and equity, guarding them from perilous error and frowardness of his grace, goodness and generosity. When the king had made an end of his speech, the sages and alima rose and prostrated themselves before Allah and thanked the king, after which they kissed his hands and departed each to his own house while jaliad withdrew into his palace where he looked upon the new-born and offered up prayers for him and named him weird Khan. the boy grew up till he attained the age of twelve when the king being minded to have him taught the arts and sciences bade build him a palace amiddlemost the city wherein there were three hundred and threescore rooms and lodged him therein then he assigned him three wise men of the elema and bade them not be lax in teaching him day and night and look that there was no kind of learning but they instruct him therein so he might become versed in all knowledge he also commanded them to sit with him one day in each of the rooms by turn and write on the door thereof that which they had taught him therein of various kinds of law, and report to himself every seven days whatso instructions they had imparted to him. So they went in to the prince, and stinted not from educating him day nor night, nor withheld from him aught of that they knew, and presently there appeared in him readiness to receive instruction such as none had shown before him. Every seventh day his governors reported to the king what his son had learnt and mastered, whereby Jaliad became proficient in goodly learning and fair culture and the elemer said to him never saw we one so richly gifted with understanding as is this boy allah bless thee in him and give thee joy of his life when the prince had completed his twelfth year he knew the better part of every science and excelled all the elemer and sages of his day wherefore his governors brought him to his sire and said to him allah gladden thine eyes o king with this auspicious youth we bring him to thee after he hath learnt all manner knowledge and there is not one of the learned men of the time nor a scientist who hath attained to that whereto he hath attained of science the king rejoiced in this with joy exceeding and thanking the Almighty, prostrated himself in gratitude before Allah, to whom belong majesty and might, saying, "Lord be to the Lord for His mercies incalculable." Then he called his chief wazir and said to him, "Know, o Shemus, that the governors of my son are come to tell me that he hath mastered every kind of knowledge, and there is nothing but they have instructed him therein, so that he surpasseth in this all who forewent him." What sayest thou, O Shimas? Hereat the minister prostrated himself before Allah, to whom belong might and majesty, and kissed the king's hand, saying, "'Loath is the ruby-stone, albeit bedded in the hardest rock on hill, to do aught but shine as a lamp, and this thy son is such a gem. His tender age hath not hindered him from becoming a sage, and alhamdulillah. be allah for that which he deigned bestow on him but to-morrow i will call an assembly of the flower of the emirs and men of learning and examine the prince and cause him speak forth that which is in him in their presence inshallah and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased saying her permitted say end of Night 908.